I'm Tyler. I'm Shorty. I'm Ava. And welcome to, to the, the Inner, Inner Idiot. podcast contains graphic language, violence, and other things that you probably should not let your children listen to. Please enjoy. That's right. You hear the music. Put your ugly kids to bed. Set the deuce loose. You know what time it is. It's time to get a little on you. Welcome to the Inner Idiot. I am your host, Tyler Havlin. You know, it's a shame I never get a cool intro like you, Shorty. It's well, a shame. I'm you can, admit- you, well, I mean, you did the whole, like... You know, Tub Norris and whatever the hell it was yeah. last time. But the mu- mustache is gone. Huh? Who am I without the mustache? That's what we need to figure out. You have and always will be, Tyler. Yeah, well, I guess. Well, you hear him, my lovely co-host. The <laughs> Lord that's never bored. The commander of the comic books. He's actually got a shirt on today, ladies. It's chilly outside. It is chilly outside. Two claps and Ric Flair for Lord Shorty Hoffman. <laughs> Woo! Yay, here I am. I'm awake. Barely. Did you get any sleep today? No, I slept, I slept a lot, dude. I had a hell of a hang, uh, not hang, I almost said hangover. Yeah, no, that is drink. not accurate. I don't drink. Um, headache. I had a hell of a migraine last night, dude. It was terrible. Maybe that's why you dreamt of being a superhero. No, I had a superpower. I wasn't a superhero. Oh, okay. But I, people were paying me to use it. So, so what is that? Is that like a hero for hire type deal? Basically, yeah. Right. Which I think is a thing. All right, a well, hero here, for hire. Here at the Inner Idiot, we believe in women's rights and lefts for that matter. So we are proud to introduce, she is a jiu-jitsu gold medalist. She trains out of George Gergel Center in Ger- Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, I get it right? Gergel. Gergel. Yeah. All right. She's part of the SAS team. SAS team? SAS team. SAS yeah. team. Please, two claps and Ric Flair for our guest today, Sarah the Predator Cook. <laughs> Woo! Hey guys, how are you doing? It's good to be here. All right, so so the predator. Hold on, real quick. The predator. How did you get that nickname? Yeah. So uh, I stalk my opponents. So <laughs> it was one of those things. Like on Facebook just, and shit, or what? No, no, no. In the cage. So um, we have a big thing about um, you stare down the person across from you. Mm-hmm. Um, no intimidation, just like fear, straight fear. Um, I want them to be more than intimidated. I want them to fear me coming across. I want them to not want to step out of their corner. Mm-hmm. So I will stare them down across the cage, and I will walk back and forth, and I just make them for my the prey. Flex, flex, and show it <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? Predator for the prey. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna hop into today's top five, and then we'll get to the interview. And I still don't have five of these things. You don't? No, I don't well, have five. We'll let Sarah start it off. All right. So today's top five is top five pet peeves. Uh-oh. What you got for us, Sarah? Uh, so you asked me this last night and I sent it to you and <laughs> you're like, wait, save it for the show. So <laughs> my top, my first one would definitely be like rude people. Like if you're just rude, straight up rude, I can't, I can't do it. Oh uh, God. Uh, um, he would probably say no to this, but chomping, like it does get to me. It gets to him so bad. Like he hates it. Um, but it's. It's annoying. What I you, hate when people are like, 
Oh, okay. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so bad when people got gum in and they want everybody to know, everybody around them to know that they're chewing gum. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, no. Um, we'll see. Like, high-pitched screaming. That really gets to me. Uh, so, like, when chicks see spiders and stuff. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> I can't. Like, really? Just squash it. It's not, I mean, you can't carry that much body weight. I mean. Right. So... Ah, uh, let's see. That's that's what three. What did I say before? Squirrely one... newcomers. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's squirrely white belts. I can't because they'll like they'll get you an arm bar, but it's wrong, and they're not hurting you to tap. They're just it's annoying, and it's like straining on your tendons and stuff. Sure. And you're like, all right, this is pissing me off, so I'm just gonna fix the situation. Mm-hmm. But I hate when they're super squirrely and they grab on you and they jerk you around and i'm just like calm down chill this is like a really chill sport like mm-hmm. <laughs> calm down um and then let's see last one would definitely be oh god i don't even know i think i know i sent them to you I can it, pull took, up your it list. took me forever to like think of five really because you sent like... that message back really quick i know uh she was probably irritated last night. I probably. probably <laughs> Snoring. Oh, yeah, that's it. Snoring. Oh, uh, God. I can't. Well, I'm that not sucks. sleepy. I was probably sleepy when I was tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, snoring, I can't. <laughs> nope. Sean, right? Is that his name, Sean? Yeah, yeah. All right. So yep. those of you who don't know, uh, Sean's here with us. He's not on mic. But did, does Sean snore? Um, When he's super tired, yeah. <laughs> and he always bitches because he can't get any sleep. Because I wake him up when he snores. He's like, I'm so tired. But... Well, I don't know what to tell you. I want to wake you up. <laughs> you, would, you would hate this house. Everybody that lives in it snores. Yeah, I know Camden snores. Yeah. And I snore too, so. You look like a snorer. Oh, yeah. You, you and Camden got some big noses. Them make some good snore sounds, I bet. Yeah. All right. You got your top five ready? No, I don't have top. I have, I have like three. Most of mine are just work-related, dude, because that's mostly what I do. But, like... The few that I have, dude, I, I told Ty, I, I said, I feel like such a dad writing this, and I don't have any kids. But, like, the number one, like, straight off the bat is leaving lights on. I, I don't, like, if somebody's in the room, I don't mind, but I will go behind everybody and turn off lights consistently. <laughs> but I've been that way ever since I was a little kid. I don't like a lot of light, so I just turn them off. Uh, let's see. The second one is uh, comic books not being sleeved and left on the ground. Oh. Like, if they're if they're in the if they're on the ground or something like that they're in a plastic bag I don't mind but I usually board and sleeve all my books as soon as I get them except for like today like I'm out of sleeves so I got to go get more. Uh, but one of my buddies and I forget what the game is I think it's like Borderlands or something like that. One of the achievements you get is like by picking up comic books that are left on the ground. So I went over to my buddy's house to play D and D and there's a comic book laying on the ground and I pick it up and I set it up on the you on did a that shelf at my house once. I did. I did. I picked it up and set it on a shelf. And I just, you know, and they're like, no, that belongs there. No, 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 no. Get it off the ground. <laughs> and they're like, no, it belongs on the ground, shorty. I was like, okay. I literally left my buddy's house, came here, got a board, uh, board and sleeve, went back to his place and put it in there for him <laughs> and then taped it and set it down. He was like, for real? I was like, no, I just, I can't. I can't stand it. It, it irritates the hell out of me. Um, and then, like, just rudely interrupting people pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Just like when they just immediately cut you off, ah, 
no, stop I, it. I do that to you at least. I know. I during the episode, I don't. It doesn't bother me nearly as much, but in just general conversation, oh. it pisses me off to no extent. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I have to do it to you during an episode. Our episodes would be three hours long. Yeah, you're right. You're right, and that's why I don't mind. <laughs> Other than that, dude, I can't really think of anything. So. Uh, our top fives, you're always going to talk about comic books, and I'm always going to talk about my hate of snakes. I've come to realize that. Mm-hmm. Right. And your flatulence. Yeah, my flatulence is nice, though. I had the, I told you about my dream. I had a super, super-powered flatulence in my dream last night. All right, well, here's my top five. All right, let me hear it. All right, this is post-pandemic. Mask, when somebody wears a mask and they don't cover their nose. I'm not for or against masks, but if you're going to wear the motherfucker... Put it over your nose, please, or else it defeats the purpose completely. Like and and plus, like I'm definitely gonna wear mine over my nose, and my number one reason to tell you why. But anyways, number four is snakes as pets. It makes not no raw damn sense to me why you would have a snake for a pet. You can't cuddle with that motherfucker. I am sorry, there is a kid in the vicinity. Okay, alright, we're good. But you can't cuddle that motherfucker. It's gonna slither. If you do cuddle it, it's measuring you up to eat it. I'm telling you, look, let me ask you. Do you like snakes? No. I hope Ava brings hers. Exactly. I hope Ava brings hers. You should not be able to run that goddamn fast without feet. I'm just saying. They're of the devil. They don't run. They run, goddammit. You ever tried to slither? Huh? It doesn't work. We're not built to do it, stupid. God damn it. Number three, we got a couple health nuts in here, so I might catch some flack for this, but gluten-free. All right, most most motherfuckers don't even know what the hell gluten is, but they're gluten-free. Like, you got one reason to be gluten-free. Either if you got celiac disease or a gluten fucking allergy, right? Is that what the disease is? You can't tolerate gluten as celiac? So, uh, <laughs> so my professor, uh, Professor Fluffy, Dave Reeves, he's gluten-free. <laughs> And then uh, is he fat? Just curious. No, he's no, not. no. It's it's such an ironic name. Then sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a. Uh, um, and then Coach Elena, she is also gluten free. So, but they both have allergies to it. So if they eat gluten, they will like die. So yeah. she, <laughs> it's it's so funny that you say that because that gets on their nerves too. Um, because people, I'm not gonna name names, but people bring in food. And they'll be like, or we'll go to fights, and they'll be back there sitting, and they'll be like, I made this for you. It's gluten-free. And we all know it's not gluten because we look at it, and it's got everything gluten in it. And we're like, dude, <laughs> we can't eat that. I will die. <laughs> and a lot of people don't even know what gluten is. It's a binding protein. That's as much as I know that happens in, what, the uh, rising of yeast? Mm-hmm. Right? So is it just yeast specifically? That's uh, Eggs, like... Eggs, I know uh, they can't eat tortillas. Like I, like I said, I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> they brought in a wrap to one of our fights and was like, hey, you know, I made this for you. Um, it's gluten-free, and it's a tortilla. And they're like, right, right, it's right. a flour tortilla. It's not <laughs> gluten-free. And we feel so bad because he works so hard on it, but, like, they can't eat it. They'll die. <laughs> I, I've ate gluten-free bread one time, and it, it just sounds like retarded. straight cardboard. Like cardboard with holes in it. It was nasty. <laughs> but if you come to my house and you say, oh, I'm gluten-free, sugar-free, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'd be like, do you have celiacs? And if they say no, I'm going to be like, well, guess what? You get water. 
It sounds like you're saying, do you have silly ass? Yeah, well, you are a silly ass if you don't have silly ass and you're gluten-free. All right? Because let me tell you, you ain't even getting ice in your water because guess what? Ice is binded by something. It may not be gluten, but you probably don't want that shit either. Stupid. God, I fucking hate gluten-free. Drives me nuts. All right, number two is when you say, hey, what's up to somebody? And they say, live in the dream. I don't know what it is. It cuts right fucking through me, and I say it too. So we're just going to get past that. I'm, a, I'm working on it, people. Oh, I just thought of another one. What, what, let's hear it before I get to number one. When, like, if a server says, like, um, is there anything else I can get get you? And they're like, oh, a million dollars. Oh, God, yeah, that's annoying. But that's a dad response. I don't give a shit what it is. It pisses me off to no extent. I get so annoyed. Because I used to work in customer service. And I was like, is there anything else I can do? Like, oh, I could have a million dollars. Like, yeah, if I had it. If, if, I wouldn't be working here, you piece of shit. I, I sure as fuck wouldn't give it to you. All right, and my number one pet peeve is bad breath. And it's not having bad breath. Because some, yeah, some people have bad breath and they just can't help it. But look, if you can't help I'm it. so you, glad I brushed my teeth this you, morning. You know you have bad breath, all right? You don't have to talk directly into my goddamn nose. All right, let me tell you what. They're holes. Exactly. These motherfuckers on the front of my face are for sniffing. Smell. I can't hear out this motherfucking nose, all right? I ain't got that power. These things on the side of my head, those are ear holes. Those are for sound, people. Talking to the ear hole, not the nose hole. If you got stanky breath, do something about it. Like, you might not be able to get rid of it. Maybe you got some goddamn halitosis. But make sure you're talking into the right fucking holes, people, all right? But I digress. That's our top five. Apparently, I watched her Instagram video. Yeah. <laughs> I was geeking out. <laughs> so, we're going to take a break, and we're going to make sure our breath don't stink, and then we're going to come back. I already breathed my teeth this morning. Did you? Mm-hmm. So did I. But <laughs> I have gum in, and you can't hear me chomping because it's pet beef, so. That's right. We're going to come back, and it's going to be all about Sarah, people. Yay! Shorty, hit the button. Okay. You know, that one button, hit it. Is it red, Tyler? I don't know. No, it's, it's not, not red. red. All right. Thank you for hitting the button, because now the people know we're back. Is that right? Okay, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. All right, and now it's time for the part you all came for. Sarah the Predator, Cook, tell us how you got your start in the sport. Um, so my dad is a brown belt in Taekwondo, and I wanted to follow in his footsteps. So I started super, super young, started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You're good. And um, and then moved into Muay Thai. Um, I wrestled in high school as well. So that was always um, a good portion of the journey as well. Were you in high school in the Cincinnati area? Yeah, I went to Talawanda High School. Um, so that was always nice because having a nice ground base um, really built me up for this sport. I didn't know I was going to go into MMA when I was doing all this stuff at that young age. Um, but it really did develop my cage skills. So it was super nice. Nice. All right. So, uh, what are the tiers of belts? I've never understood it. I've never done any fighting, so I have so, no idea. Jiu-jitsu, um, when you start out as a kid, you get a white belt. Mm -hmm. And then everybody knows when you start as an adult, you get a white belt. So, kids have, like, five or six more belts than adults do. Sure. 
because um, they go from white to a white and then they'll have um, so it'll be like a gray belt with a little white stripe in it then they'll have a gray belt and then they have a gray and black belt and then it goes off to another color and another color and it's they have so many more um, advances because they have that white stripe and then the black stripe in between and then the solid mm-hmm. where we have our white belt to our blue belt and then it goes to a purple belt then we have our brown belt and our black belt so it's, it's way easier for adults to so you said your dad's the one who got you into the sport right yes and yeah. he stopped at brown belt yeah so he stopped at brown belt is there a reason why uh he went into the army oh so, okay mm-hmm. i was just curious yeah, well not yeah. just that jujitsu the progression is <coughs> a much it's much more of a grind than like your traditional karate or taekwondo like oh, yeah. don't know never done any actual yeah. fighting so so i'm not put, knocking the sport but my son did taekwondo and taekwondo and your karate stuff is more of a like more of a sporty sport base it's not as much combat as like jujitsu or muay thai would be mm-hmm. um it definitely could be used for combat um things that are taught in it but jujitsu is more m- way more hands-on in like your physical with someone and muay thai is the same way, way the way we teach muay thai we're very hands-on punching in the face kicking knees stuff like that so jesus it's yeah it's definitely combat sports dope hmm. dope all right tell us about your first fight Oh, my first fight <laughs> <laughs> was for um, what you well premiere is now um, was absolute action and now Billy runs it as premiere Billy took over Billy Donovan um, and he's running what is called premiere fight championships now so I fought on an all women's female card is for fight for breast cancer oh so I was at your first fight yeah okay so it was a fight for breast cancer. We had some big, um, big names at that card. Um, so that was an experience all in itself because, like you said, it was my first fight. So not only did I get in there with no, like, no knowledge of how it was going to feel or anything like that. Were but you on a team at the time? I was. Um, I fought for Prodigy at that time. Um Kenny Warwick's was my corner and my coach. And um, I went in. If I look at it now, I could say I went in unprepared. Because the way I prepare now was nothing like how I prepared before. So I definitely went in blindsided and just worked my way up each fight. I mean, that that's, I mean, that's the best way to do it, really. I mean, learn as you go instead of coming in thinking you know everything. Mm-hmm. So... But that was one of the best live events I've ever been to. Yeah. And that was maybe their fourth show. I mean, so they were still in their infancy, and they put on a great show. And I hate that it's gone, but Turfway is such a good venue. It was was an amazing venue. But, yeah, I don't remember the results of those fights. I remember, uh, let's see, who was there? Um, Randy Couture's ex-wife was there. I can't remember her name. Uh, Cyborg was there. Mm-hmm. Jasmine Duke. Some some fans might know that name. Yeah, um, I fought Jasmine. Did you? Yeah, I fought her uh, for a title defense. Um, definitely shouldn't have happened. Definitely should not have fought her. But it was during my era of <laughs> I don't turn fights down. <laughs> so I definitely had to... I was fighting at 35. And I had to gain weight to fight her. So I felt miserable. I looked 
horrible. I did not prepare. I wasn't training. Like, it definitely should not have happened. I was... It was one of those things where Billy did it to kind of knock my head down a little. Yeah. Because I had won a few fights, and then I got a title belt, so I was... I was so young that I wasn't humble. And right. And I kind of got out of my humble stage and was like, yeah, nobody can beat me. I'm the best. And he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> We're going to knock you down a couple levels. We're going to bring you back to earth here a little bit. I got you. So um, he did that to me, and it definitely humbled me out a lot. Well, good. Hey. Good. And and luckily, it, I mean, it happened early in your career, right? Oh, yeah. She crumbled me up like a pretzel and beat me down. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <It> was... <laughs> It's good to have those experiences early in your career, and the last last fighter we had on actually talked about it too because it it shows you it teaches you more about yourself than what goes on your record. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like when you get to the point to where you're like, oh yeah, nobody can beat me. I'm the best in the world. That's when it's your time to kind of be knocked down a little bit. Sure. To to just remind yourself that I'm not invincible. I can I can be beat. I can I'm not a superhuman. There's somebody out there that's training harder than me. There's somebody out there that's pushing more. They're fighting more. Mm-hmm. And so they're gonna beat me. It's just the day's gonna come. Right. That's a good mindset to have though, is like you'll never like you'll never truly be number one. You know what I'm saying? And like there's a difference in like believing that and then just and continuously striving or allowing that thought to defeat you. Because I see a lot of people get in that mindset where like, oh, man, I'll never be number one. They kind of like bring themselves down completely. Or they could be like, I will never be number one, but I'm going to continuously strive to be there. And like trying to have that level of hum- like being humble is a good good process to be at, mm-hmm. a good mindset. Yeah, definitely. So were you still with uh, Prodigy at that time? Um, when I won my title belt, yes. Um, and it's funny because George would see me at the fights and he'd be like, you need to come back to the gym. You need to come into the gym and train because he would do that when like the corner that I had set up for me or the coach that I had set up wouldn't show up to the fights or they'd be so late that um, it would either risk me not having a corner or me not fighting. Um, he, <clears throat> The person that I took with me, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to name names, but the person that I took with me one fight um, – actually got my fight canceled because we were he made me so late and for one a fighter shouldn't be picking up their coach i'm sorry but they <laughs> no. like i i shouldn't be picking up my fighter coach. shouldn't drive themselves to the fight no i i had cut weight i was cutting hard doing hard weight cuts at that time because i was fighting like once a month for billy if not twice a month so um i would go down to indiana and i would fight and then i'd fight for billy so I was fighting two, three times a month and Indiana wasn't sanctioned at that time. So they didn't have a regulation on, you can't fight within 30 days of your last fight. Right. So I could go up there every weekend if I wanted to and fight. And, um, so was that hard rock or no, that was a big show. Uh, no, that was for ICF Indiana cage fighting. And, um, I should probably should have never done that to myself, but I did it and I got a lot of experience off of it. Mm-hmm which is nice, but um, he made me so late that the Kentucky Commission actually, they discontinued my fight. They cut me off the card. And Billy, and I'll never forget, Billy fought tooth and nail to get me back on that card. And because I was fighting Molly Dupertis. And she cut weight, 
and I felt horrible because we made weight. Now I'm showing up to a fight that I can't fight because my trainer made me 20 minutes late hmm. after that was 20 minutes after they gave fight rules. So I was over an hour late. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're supposed to show up to these things two hours ahead of time. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Missing, missing the fight rules anyways is like a big no, no. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Billy fought tooth and nail to get me back on that card, but it just didn't happen. So, and then we had a rematch. He obviously made a rematch for that, but had a rematch and got to fight that time. But it was then, I think when that happened, George, George was like, see, should have came to the gym. And so I finally made my way into George's and I was like, this is where I need to be. It instantly was a home, like family. As soon as, as soon as I came in, they treated me like family, um, they told me instantly, like, this is where I belong. I should have been here a long time ago. Um, and still here over a decade later. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a good place. I mean, you get a lot of experience there. You get to meet some big names there, which, I mean, it, it sounds dumb, but usually the bigger the name, the more knowledge they have to pass on. Mm-hmm. That so. doesn't sound dumb. That sounds completely accurate. Uh, I mean, some people get starstruck by the names, though. Well, I mean, sure, but, I mean... Like, you being in possession, like, if you're that name, you know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody were to come to you and, like, you know, say, like, me and you right now, like, got big, right? Like, as the inner idiot podcast, we got huge. We're already huge, don't. Yeah, sure, whatever. I'm huge. I mean, But, like, if somebody comes at us and asks us, like, our opinion, we have whatever knowledge we have coming from this to that. You know what I'm saying? The bigger the bigger name you have generally means the more, like, experience you have. Therefore, you have all that knowledge. Now, if you come in, like, um, what's that one dumbass from YouTube? That sort of fight. Jake Paul? That guy. Oh. So, yeah. like, he has a huge name, but not because of fighting. You know what I'm saying? Don't you talk about my Jake Paul. Shut the hell up. Um, But, like, he wouldn't have nearly as much knowledge on it than, say, somebody who's been doing it for, you know, 10 or 15 years. Stop that, you weirdo. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, just because their name is, like, most of the time, because their name is huge, they would have a good influence on the medium and have the experience to, like, give you and that, have right. all that knowledge oh, yeah. to drive down on you. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So, what, was the transition seamless between gyms? I mean, it sounds like it was for the it most part. It was, like, I'm very loyal. So, when I'm at a gym, I'm very loyal to that gym. That's why George asked me fight after fight after fight after fight to come in. I wasn't just like, oh, wow. It's George Gurgel. And he's he's like, at the time, Zoila, his ex-wife, was one of my idols. Like, I watched her all the time fighting. She was um, Bellator's uh, champion of the world for females. And um, I'm, I wasn't like, oh, well, Zoila's there. I get to go tra- train with my idol. I wasn't like that. I was mm-hmm. loyal to who I was with. And I was willing to give them chance after chance after chance to fix themselves and help me fix myself as a fighter. And then once... Um, once that issue happened, I went over there and it was just like that gym never existed anymore. It was so easy to come in and just start classes and, um, and just straight into everything. Like Zoila treated me like family, Stephanie, George, everybody, Rich would come in and, you know, and it's not like. They didn't have, they weren't the type of fighters that had the big head, the where they were like, oh, only my coaches roll with me. No, like, they rolled with everybody. White belts, rich rolled with white belts, black belts, purple belts, 
people just walking in the door for for trials like they didn't care they're normal human beings and Mm -hmm. that's how they treated life yeah sounds like a great atmosphere you guys got up there it is it's an amazing atmosphere i mean it's one of the few teams that i personally haven't gone to check out in the area but um tell us about your favorite fight you've had or or the fight that's had the most impact on there we go that's what i was gonna say the fight that (sighs) see so everybody knows a title fight is huge and you know i think i was so young to take every all the essence from that um and enjoy it like i should have and learn from it like i should have i think the fight that really impacted me the most is my first fight back off my seven-year break the one that i just had with my stewart because it literally i'm old enough now to learn from my losses and know how to learn from them and take them like a champ is supposed to take them um Rather than getting mad and upset, like, I literally take the time to be like, okay, well, this is what I did wrong. Let's fix it. <laughs> and Professor Fluffy has done an amazing job. George has done, has been doing a great job with getting us to come out of our losses and fix everything. Like, they specifically work on what we did wrong. So the next fight can be much easier. Um <clears throat> And Maya just, Maya was an amazing opponent. I give props to Maya Stewart all day because she was in there. She's she's constantly known for smiling. Like, she smiled the entire fight. Every picture we have, she's smiling in it. Hmm. And I'd hit her in the face, and it's like she'd smile bigger. And it kind of got me to the point where in my head I was like, man, this girl's a little bit crazy. <laughs> so I'm going to have to bring out my little bit of crazy. The moment crazy. she says, like, hit me harder, daddy, that's when you're like, <laughs> oh, we need to back up a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So like it and it was it was just an awesome experience. It's the first time in my life of fighting and I have over 20 some fights under my belt that I actually had fun. Like I can literally say that I walked out with a smile on my face knowing that I lost instead of tears in my eyes. It it hurt and once I got to the back I started crying, but I walked out smiling because I just had the most fun in my career that I've ever had. Mm. And she taught me a lot just to be just to fight, just to love it while you're doing it. So you mentioned a seven-year break. What? Tell us about that. What? So I took seven years out of the cage. I haven't <clears throat> since before I came back. I hadn't fought since 2013, I believe. Um, I just I started training, um, and I wasn't getting as many fights as I wanted. Um, so I took a break off of like reaching out and grabbing the fights. Um, and I kind of started training myself and like working on my mental health and in the fighting atmosphere. Then of course, family life. Um, I kind of took a break of course, when I got pregnant with her, which that's a year and something. Yeah. Um, so the year for being pregnant and then I took six months to myself to try and like be there with her and do the at-home mom thing and it just ended up adding up to where I was like look I need to get back like I need to either do this or don't because I have a shelf life like you can dust the knickknacks off but they're still going to be sitting on that shelf when you're done dusting them off and they're not moving like, once I get put on my shelf, I'm done. Like, 
fighting has a shelf life and I've got to get in while I can and make it as far as I can and hit my dreams before my shelf life is up. So that's just, that's what I did. I mean, I hear a lot of people talk like, uh, cause I'm not big in the sport. Like I have no idea about any of this shit. Like you and Jesse and a few, like t- Tyler telling me everything that I know about it. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's all I know. And I hear a lot of the guys at work and Tyler even talk about like their age has a huge thing to play into it. Cause like not only like they're older makes them a little bit wiser in you know, the sport, yeah. but like that is, they're about to hit their shelf life or whatever. And like, they're about to retire or whatever. Oh yeah. Listen, and, age does play. Like <clears throat> I have never, ever in my career been knocked down from punches ever. And the last two fights, both of them, they hit me with a punch I didn't see. And you know, my coaches say it best. Like it's the ones that hurt the most that you don't see. Right. And I didn't see them coming and they hit me and they flash knocked me out. And I come back too, and I'm on the ground <laughs> and I'm like, wait, how did I get here? Well, Maya let me back up. So I don't know if I had the mindset this last fight when I fought diamond that I was, she was going to let me back up and let me recoup. But when she knocked me down, I was like, all right, I got to get back up. And as I'm trying to get back up, she's coming down. And it was like, my mind was like, uh wait hold on (laughs) i haven't stood up yet this is not right (laughs) we're not in the vertical position we're supposed to be in but so i kind of just went out of it for a minute and was trying to still recoup while she was going to my back Mm -hmm. and choking me but it's age does play a huge part of it because i think it's because of my age that it was just so easy for them to just sure good night but so like I said, I've never, it's never happened to me before. And I'm like, man, we got to get together. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what's next for Sarah? Um, so we're looking at fights right now. Um, we were hoping for sometime in July for Billy. Um, but we're just kind of going, going through the motions. We're looking at a couple fights for the end of July right now. Um, Pro or amateur. So I'm looking to go pro. That's what we're looking to do. Um, yeah, you have the experience. Yeah, it's time for me to go pro. Um, my biggest thing is like just doing everything I can and getting myself in the right training regimen, fighting as much as I can to kind of catch the eye of the UFC. That's my big goal. I just want to – so I have a goal of getting into the UFC – and winning a title and then my life will be complete like that's it i want to do it for her i want to show her that no matter what for my daughter it's it's nothing is impossible perfect so you, you do mention the ufc and you've also mentioned rich now rich is actually the vp of one right yes yeah mm-hmm. now that that's an up-and-coming like i hear nothing but great things about them listen that <coughs> promotion is amazing uh he is doing such an amazing job with that place and it's not because i know rich personally and i love him that i say that it's because it really is like these fighters that are coming in there are no slums like they're good (laughs) like really really good and they know what they're doing like they they're coming in strong they're coming in with experience and man, they're just going for it. Yeah. I love it. And I, I've heard, uh, sorry, <clears throat> I've heard that 
they treat their fighters amazing there. Oh, yeah. Rich being a fighter knows what fighters want and what they don't. So I've never had the experience yet to um, experience what the fighters get to experience through there. But I would love to. Um, But with just knowing who the owner is and knowing his experience, absolutely 100%. I know they're getting the royal treatment that they want. Perfect. Awesome. All right. So one last thing is... You are much more than a fighter. Let's hear about some of the things you got going on outside of the cage. Because nobody wants to be looked at and be like, this isn't all I am. Right. So, So, um, fighting is my passion, my life, my heart. Um, But it doesn't define who I am. I have a family. I have kids. Um, I, myself, have a 10-year-old son. He'll be 11 this year. And a 2-year-old daughter. And then with Sean together, um, we just have Serenity. But he also has um, three boys and a girl. So, and I Full treat, house. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm is sorry. it plus that one? Yeah. So you have five kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we have a small, like, football team. Right, 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 right. But I treat those kids and love those kids just like they're my own. Because they really are. Yeah. Like, um, but I play softball outside of the cage. I like to stay active. Um, extracurriculars are always great. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I found out that if I don't have an extracurricular and I put 120% of my time into, um, just fighting and training, mm-hmm. I veer off the trail. And that's what got me into my break because I was literally spending eight hours a day at the gym and <sighs> the only break I would get was on Sunday and that was where I lived. Like I would bring my food. I'd sit at the gym when they'd close. I'd be training while they're closed. Like that was where I was man, a hundred percent of the time. And it kind of made me want to take a break because I got kind of tired. And so it was, it's nice to have softball and um, just the kids. You never know what's going to happen when the kids are around. Sure. They're super random. Like, Brayden, especially, is... He's a character. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I got to say. He's a character. Um, is you he the oldest? Uh, no. Um, Bailey is the oldest. Um, but you never know what's going to come out of Brayden's mouth or sure. what he's going to do. Like, he could literally be in public and... We were running around the dollar store with a fart gun behind random people. Just good, good, good. I approve of this message. Yes. (laughs) He's just, that's just how he is. So, I mean, that's my life in a nutshell. No, and kids keep you young too. Like, I'm just, you ain't got kids, dude. You're right. Well, I mean, I got 12 nieces and nephews. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the oldest one is uh, 20, about to be 21, actually. And the youngest one is three, I think. But those you get to take back. Like, yeah, you get to you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Now, don't get me wrong. I've, I've been postage stamp. My brother, my brother has come over and said, Hey, you like this child? I'm like, Yeah, this is my favorite. And they're like, Cool, you get to hold on to her for a week. Bye. And just, like, left my niece here for a week. And I was like, Well, all right, cool, I guess. But my nephews, you know, whenever they come over and I pick them up and we go do stuff and even the girls, you know, uh, but they'll they'll come over and they'll be like, hey, we want to go do this. I'm like, nope, never done it. Let's see it. And I, like my my nephews like me. They call me random 
because I'll do just about anything they tell me. Uh, And I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Let's go. Let's go nuts. And I have a million and one hobbies. Like I, I pick something up and hyper fixate on it for like six months. Sound like me. Yeah. So like, I'll just, I'll slowly transition. (laughs) The only hobby I have continuously is my comic books. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's like that's been a thing since I that's was not going away. eight. Yeah, it's it, if my comic book stuff disappears, like somebody, like I'm dead. All right, <laughs> like somebody is dead. And uh, but no, it's it's continuously changing it up and always having just something new. You know, softball is great. Yeah, I've I never hit a baseball until I was 21. <laughs> and like because my friends were like, hey, we want to have a baseball game, and I was like, yeah, sure, cool, all right. And they're like, we're gonna go practice. I'm like, I've never hit a baseball. They're like, what? And like softball, same thing. Like I've never done any of that until my friend Kelly showed up in the picture. She was like, I want to go play softball. I was like, yeah, I've never done that before. She was like, what? So like, yeah, I've never done it, but I've always been stupid athletic. I just, I like, I like doing things Yeah. and just, you like the wheels though. You like skateboarding and the biking, BMXing right? and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm passionate about is, you know, all that silly stuff. And of course, right now I'm into my electric longboards and stuff like that. So I've been riding around those on those like crazy. Yeah. So. I'm not into breaking my neck anytime soon well then don't break your neck yeah so like me i have like i had like a million and one hobbies until i found my knack at one Mm -hmm. i like i started selling jewelry i started like (laughs) scrapbooking and made it through like one page i was like yeah i'm done and so i like spent two hundred dollars on scrapbook stuff and i will invest in this stuff like sure i'm not talking like oh 20 bucks no i'm investing my life savings into this stuff and then it just (laughs) sits collects dust somewhere Uh, and so i started making tumblers like custom uh tumblers oh okay yeah yeah. i was so confused Mm -hmm. on what you were talking about i was like what the fuck's a tumbler (laughs) (laughs) yeah i make the custum cups yeah 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 yeah, yeah. stuff cold um but and now i found my knack because i love doing it and i've I think it's probably my knack because I'm like five grand invested into the situation <laughs> so right you now. Better fucking and I'm like, like all right, I need to at least profit a little bit before I'm like, sure. Ah, put you on a shelf. But like, I love it. I love getting orders. I love people asking me if I can put their kids on a cup. I'm like, yeah. Go ahead, plug yeah. that. Tell them how they can find your business on that. Um, so if you go to um, my Instagram is Beauty Barn Boutique, it's all one word. Um, if you go there, you can see Barn, all my B-A-R-N. beauty barn. Okay. B A R N. Got it. Um, beauty barn boutique. Um, you can find all my tumblers on there. If you just go to my Facebook, I always just post on my Facebook as well. Cause I've got God knows how many friends on there and I just, <laughs> here you go. Um, but yeah, you can find me through there. That's the name of my company. So if you ever, I mean, you want a cup, just message me on facebook or instagram i'm i'm all for it dude cups are a booming business right now i'm telling you true story it all started because of covid covid made cups happen swear like people were in their homes i feel like people used cups before COVID. (laughs) they they used them but did they decorate the outside Uh, i've had a batman cup that i take to work with me almost every day but was it it wasn't my batman cup there's no alcohol inks on it there's no like comic like I mean, it's sitting on the ledge downstairs. I'll go grab it you know, here in a minute. I'll show you. <laughs> Everything's sitting on the ledge here. Hey, it's you, on my way out of goddamn maze. I'm sitting on the edge what? of the sea right now. Ava's <laughs> been busy, all right? So, I mean, yeah, like, literally, people were sitting in their houses, and they're like, what can I do? Oh, let's put some epoxy on a cup and kill myself with cancer because I don't have a mask on and make cups. So now, here we have tumblers. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. Fair enough. 
Um, you, you did mention one other thing in like um, the setting up of the interview. You're canine soldier. Yeah. Let's hear what? about that a little bit. So my canine is amazing. He's my he's a service dog. Okay. Um, and he's a service dog for PTSD and dramatic trauma. Um, so he's duh, 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 dumb, <laughs> very dumb. But he's is it the a best. German Shepherd. Yes, he's a German Shepherd. <laughs> See how I knew that? Uh huh. German Shepherds are dumb as fuck, but they're loyal as hell. <laughs> yes, he's very loyal. Um, and he's super easy to train when I have the time to train him. Like it's, he'd be an amazing, like savage if I just had the time to put into him every single day. (laughs) But as far as like walking him with a vest and making him sit down in a restaurant and cuddling me when I need the loves, he's perfect. Like, but, um, he, he'll like, he learned it from our old dog, Lacey. She was an English Mastiff and, um. She would put her head between your legs. Like, you would get a massage. You know, you put your head in the hole. Yeah. She When she wanted a massage, she'd come over and put her head directly in between your legs. And her ears would flop over. And you knew it was time that she needed a massage. Right. she'd put her little head in the hole. So, he does the same thing. Like, he'll come over and he'll put his, his like, when you're signature, put his head between your legs. And he'll just sit there. And if you don't massage him, he's, like, not moving until something happens listen lady like yeah. you got a job you need to do it uh-huh so i mean he's awesome i love him all right well one last thing and that is i actually found you and was able to reconnect with you over ray's energy yeah that is how i found your instagram so give them your promo code tell them what you want to tell them about ray's energy and rep sports yeah so um i started doing stuff with ray's and um they are, so my promo code, you get 15% off if you go to raise and use, it's all one word, Sarah MMA. Um, you'll get 15% off your purchase. They've actually been a great energy drink because they have zero sugar. You know, there's their BCAs for recovery. They have their aminos. Um, I love them. They taste amazing and you don't, you don't crash off of them. I know mm-hmm. a lot of drinks they'll put no crash, but legit, these have been probably the only ones I've drank had bangs and stuff like that and i've you kind of start feeling slummy Mm -hmm. a little bit and this one i don't i can drink it and be fine and not even not even know that i'm coming down off of it and i love it so it'd be a good try they have protein everything else you can think of i think last saturday that we recorded tyler brought in like five or six of them and like i had one and he gave one to donnie my nephew slash roommate and me and Donnie went on a uh, we went riding right after that. Yeah, he messaged and me about Donnie was like fifteen minutes he's later. He's like, dude, I am so jittery right now. <laughs> and then we we rode, which takes a little bit of energy because you got to make sure you're staying on the board and whatnot. And then like we get to we get to where we were going, and I was like, how you feeling, Donnie? He's like, I'm still shaking. And I was like, okay. And then six hours later, he's like, I don't know when, but I stopped shaking. And I was like, oh well, that's good, Don. I'm glad I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> yeah. But, like, this kid lives on Monster. Like, I mean, mm. he he drinks Monster and water, like, without anything in between. <laughs> and he had that, and he was like, I can't stop moving, <laughs> which was really funny. I'm going to plug a, a fluffy quote. Monster is not a hydration method, guys. Okay. True. He, he says Mountain Dew. Fluffy says Mountain Dew is not a hydration method. But. <laughs> <laughs> you can paraphrase. But I'm going to paraphrase that. But, I mean, yeah, it's great. It helps out anybody that's doing it. It just helps out your local fighter. Helps me out, you know, so, yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah. Well, 
My one shout out for the day is Intermonologue. They're out of the Bay Area in California. They're out a few other places, but I think that's where they're about centrally located. They were able to identify one of the fighters with you in the Instagram post. So, shouts out to y'all. I actually did a show with them a couple weeks ago. They carried me on their back because I had so many technical difficulties that night. Sure. You know, you, you can come over here and do it. You know that, right? Like, you can just record here and I can hook you up. Yeah, but it was a night that I had kids. Yeah, fair. I, I don't mind Kira. Yeah, well, you know Ev, the little one don't let me out of her sight. Ev, Ev might be a problem child. Yeah, she's cause... in a gang now. So. Oh, she in a gang? <laughs> she's in a gang now. Mm. The Lollipop Guild? Yep. Gang, gang. Neat. Yeah, gang, plug. Gang. I just plugged that. <laughs> gang, gang. You got any shout I don't know what that to? means. <laughs> so, okay. So, now that I went on to the gang gang, I have to... I have, I have to, to know what it you. means. I'm so annoyed okay. about this. Everybody uses so it. So, we went to... my. It was my fight with Maya Stewart. Um, and uh, I'm we're walking up to weigh in. And uh, Fluffy's, you know, walking in the door. And smoke comes through the door. And I think it was Maya's brother or somebody that was holding the door. And uh, Fluffy walks through and he's like, thank you. And he goes, gang gang. And Fluffy's <laughs> like what <laughs> and so we he just shrugged it off i didn't hear it because i'm in like mode and so we weigh in take our pictures and we leave the kid super sweet kid dude opens the door again very polite holds it for fluff and fluffy was like thank you gang gang <laughs> and, and it was one of those like head turners like you have to take a take a double twist yeah and so now it's been like We've been using it as like a sort of response. So like when somebody says something to you and you want to like agree with it, we're like, yeah, gang, gang. <laughs> so we don't I've, have no I've, clue. I've heard it before. Like my nephews use it and I have to ask them what everything means. Like the way we, he responded, we think it means you're welcome. We think. <laughs> because that's kind of the vibe we got off of it. Like, like, it's multifaceted. <laughs> sure. It's our os. Like we say stuff at the gym and it's constantly os. Like. When you know you've said something for way too long, when I'm at softball and my coach says something to me, and I'm like, yeah, oh, and they're like, what? I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> but, like, I think it's their os, like, gang, gang. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> huh. Fair enough. <laughs> don't start saying it, Shorty. It, it's not going to suit you. Gang, gang? Yeah, oh, no. that, there it is. No, it works. It works. <laughs> I love it. it. I like it, actually. I I retract what I just said. You have to use it now. I don't know. Terminology that sticks, like, every time I start bring in, like, a new phrase or something like that, it takes me a while. You're such an old man. I know, dude. It takes me a while. Like, I started using slaps, but I use it ironically just to piss <laughs> off, like, my nephew's friends. I'm like, this would say, like, this is what the kids would say. Slaps. And they're like, stop <laughs> doing that! It's like slides. Those are a White Castle burger, okay? Right. Not what is the it? Th- slides. The thing. Shoes. Sandals. Sandals. Kids are calling them slides now. You know, the little, like, Nike sandals. I just lost brain cells. Yeah, you slide your <laughs> you foot slide in. slide your slides. feet in? No, That's dumb as fuck. <laughs> they make flip-flop. 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 That's the sound they make, stupid. <laughs> all right, well, I think that's all the time we got today. Do you have any shout-outs real quick, Sarah? Uh, yeah, I want to shout-out to my team. Of course, uh, George Grigel Makes Martial Arts Center. Um, we do have locations in Westchester, Lebanon, uh, Monroe, um, and we also just got a new one in Middletown. So we a lot are of Cincinnati-based. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then also, Coach Halsey. Jake Halsey is fighting today at B2. I want to say congrats and good luck to him today. So 
Fluffy and George are out there right now with him. So Dope. good luck, Jake. Awesome. Sweet. Well, that's all. I've, I've actually heard a lot of good things recently about B2. But anyways, mm-hmm. that's it. That's, that's it. all we got for you today. Okay. So in the meantime. In the betweens time. If it's free, it's for me. Unless it's herpes. You can keep that. <laughs> Cue the music. We out. Oh, shit.